Hello and welcome to Same Boat Huddle. My name is Erin Miller of Erin Joyce Photography and this is episode 27 and the first episode of 2019. Yes, I was gone last week. Totally did not plan to not have an episode for you last week, but it just did not serve my energy to record an episode on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day or whatever day it was. And um, I just knew it was important for me to to take a little time off. And that's kind of what I want to talk with you about today. So first of all, if you're new, thank you for listening and welcome. We are here talking about all things life, uh, but more importantly, really not only how to survive life, but actually get out of survival and to learn how to find momentum and thrival in life. Um, because I think that as women... We are taught to subscribe to, uh, oh, you know, messy bun, crawling to the finish line at the end of every day. And it doesn't have to feel or be like that. And that's a lot of what we talk about. So I'm happy you're here. So what I want to talk about is this, the new year energy in that as we all know, there are resolutions and I don't know if it's because of the population I surround myself with. I'm sure that's a large part of it um, because the sample is, you know, of the population I'm in. Um, But I've noticed this year a lot less resolution making and more of like choosing a word for the year or setting intentions for the year. And I think that's awesome, and I hope that more people are doing that, but something that's sitting with me more is my observation of when do you start, because it I personally did not feel ready to get going on January 1st, or January 2nd, or January 3rd. (laughs) Pretty much all of last week, I was like, yeah, no, not doing this new year thing. I really need to sit still in my energy not move a lot, uh, not do a lot of, um, taking action. And while being still isn't in action, it's, it was very intentional for me to stay still in my space and my energy and to observe and to feel my energy and to understand what I needed to do next. But something I noticed that I think we put on ourselves is that we, If the new year, like if the first day of the new year or the second day or like the first week isn't wonderful, we're like, oh, well, 2019 sucks. This is, this is great. You know, it's like, what are we doing? (laughs) Why would we put that mindset on ourselves and create, if you think that and you truly believe that, isn't that what you're going to create? Why does it have to be the first day or the first week? Why is, why does that have to be perfect? And I caught myself kind of being concerned about this because my first couple days weren't great. However, I also have a perspective of um, there aren't bad days, they're growing days. They're, They're without days that don't challenge you, you don't grow, man. You know, like there's just, there's nothing that's, it's just amazing to be awarded the opportunity to be given things that are gonna make you to challenge you and to make you become a better person. Like you really can't ask for anything better than that. So those are the kind of days I had in the beginning of the new year. Um, so it just really got me thinking. And, uh, 
I want to tell a story about my my four-year-old son because I, I feel like this is a nice anecdote and metaphor to maybe what we need to do all year long. So my son is a very stereotypical four-year-old boy. He's the boy who, um, you know, again, not to fulfill stereotypes, but he'd rather be like building a car than sitting at a desk trying to write his name, you know, and he's just in preschool. Um, it's just, it's not as fun for him as my daughter (laughs) to go to school. So naturally his physical energy doesn't have any place to go. And he and the other boys in the class feed off of each other's energy. And, um, there are some fun stories when I come to the door to pick him up and I get, Oh, Mrs. Miller, can you please come here? And it's like, okay. Um, so anyway, we're sitting at family dinner the other night and, um, he tells us he had three timeouts that day at school. I'm like, man, three, like what the heck was going on that day? What happened? He's like, I don't know. Like, you don't know. You have no recollection of why you got a timeout. Nope. We're like, okay, what was happening before your teacher put you in a timeout? I don't know. Who were you with? Uh, my buddies, you know, like there was just, no matter how we asked him, he didn't know. And we're like, well, I don't, don't you remember if you get in trouble? Because that's what we presume timeouts are, right? So I'm like, well, I'm going to have to email your teacher. And he's like, okay, maybe she'll know. Like he was not threatened at all. <laughs> he's like, that's a great idea. She could probably give you more information than I can. I'm like, all right. So I email her and just let her know. I'm concerned. You know, I want, I want, um, to support her and, um, implement the same, lesson at home and same conversations for him to see that we're on the same page. And, uh, she explained, first of all, she doesn't recall three timeouts, but she uses timeouts to reset. So the children aren't actually in trouble. Um, they are, she has many, (laughs) a lot of three and four year olds in one room and they all feed of, off of one another's energy naturally. So she explained how, and I don't even remember what exactly they were doing, but the one instance was that their hands, they, they got to hands on with their play. So you can imagine what that looks like with little boys. They just get rough and tumble. So she gives them all quote unquote timeouts to reset because she's like, I want them to remember that that is not how we function in the classroom and to stop their bodies to remind themselves that this is how we use our hands and this is how we use our bodies, that it's just a reset. They're not in trouble. There's no punishment. It's not, um, a negative thing. It's more of like taking, taking a break. And, um, I find that interesting. And I was thinking about that as far as, um, how we function as adults, that isn't that kind of what happens to us that when we're not in control of our energy, we can really get, become ungrounded and projected and intertwined and enmeshed with other people's energies. And like, you know, have you ever talked to someone really negative who's gossiping and complaining about life and, um, you walk away feeling just as grumpy and you start to just, (laughs) hold on to that same energy. And you're like, Whoa, where'd that come from? Well, it came from that person. How we, we really do kind we just, we absorb one another if we're not careful. And if you don't give yourself time to reset, 
then don't you just, you, you stay that way. You fall down a rabbit hole and get lost and lose your intentions and lose your track and your direction and and where you're planning on going. So I feel like that's what the, the new year is for a lot of people in a bigger sense of this is where I went off track in the year prior. This is what I want in the new year. And this is what I'm going to do. But I don't think many of us can hold on to that for an entire year, you know, that it really, we really do fall off course because of circumstances and interactions and relationships and opportunities that might um, either in a good way change our direction and our intentions or unintentionally really kind of pull us away from where we want to be in our lives. So I think it's important to recognize that we actually do need regular resets and it doesn't have to be the first of the year. So if you're like me and didn't start the new year, like, you know, the first or the second on a high and, um, guns blazing, running out there into the world, that's okay. It doesn't mean that the rest of your year is going to be the way the first or second day of the year was. And you have to change that mindset because if you don't, you're, you are going to create that reality for yourself. And then for those of us who did start off great or not, when we start to reach a point of needing to reset, it's really important to recognize that. So think about what you can do for yourself to really recognize, am I falling off course? I think for me, one of the best things is to really keep track of my goals and my actions to reach those goals. And I sound like I had a little accent that, <laughs> did you hear that? <laughs> and to check back in, I like to do it quarterly. So I like to, every three months, really look at what goals I want to reach and attain and what actions I need to take in order to reach those goals. Um, but we all might have different ways. Maybe you have accountability partners, journaling, um, checking back on old journal pages to see if your vibe has changed. If you went from a high and have fallen into negativity at all, it's just really important to keep yourself accountable and check in on your energy to see how you're feeling. And something that I have talked about in more places than one, and to be honest, I can't remember if I've talked about it on the podcast, is this idea of be, do, have. So um, almost all of us function in a way of you need to have something and then you can do something and then you'll be. So we function in a have, do, be. So I need to have a million dollars to be able to quit my job and then I'll be happy. Right. So that, or I need to, um, I need to have a little bit more time and then I can clean the house and then I'll feel good about my house. Or, um, I need to work a little bit more and then I'll be able to have more time with the family and then we'll be connected as a family. So, but it needs to be the other way around that we need to be, do, have. So, be connected as a family. And then you'll find that you'll be ending up with more family time. And then you'll have more time to work or whatever the backwards was for that. So we, we, you have to work in a, in a be, do, have. So I like to share this, that when you're, when you're creating your goals and intention for the year or for the month, the week, 
the quarter, whatever it is, be sure you're coming from the place you want to be. So one of the the number one goals of the year is to lose weight, get healthy, whatever context it is. Instead of coming from a place of, I'm setting this goal because I'm fat, I'm sloppy, I should have lost this weight by now, I'm disgusting, uh, I can't stand myself, my significant other doesn't like me anymore. Coming from these low, low, low vibration places, if you're going to set a goal from that place, it's probably not going to happen. And if it does, it, it will likely be short-lived because you're not holding the energy of, of a healthy person. So really come from a high vibration place. So to, how do you get to a high vibration? Listen to music, dance, think of your happy place. What is something that you do that makes you feel really good? Think of those things, playing with puppies, <laughs> Any, it can be very simple. I know a lot of people have a go-to song to feel like a million bucks. Play that song and then set your intentions and set your goals for the year, for the week, for whatever. So if you're keeping with the example of health, if you want to be a healthy person that maybe weighs a little less or whatever your goal is, what does that person feel like? How do they feel? How do they feel when they wake up? How do they feel throughout the day? How do they feel when they're making their decisions in eating? How do they feel when they decide to move their bodies? How do they feel in their relationships? How do they feel in their clothes? So it it becomes, you want to, to attain that feeling of feeling alive and energetic and connected and grounded in your body and excited to move and excited to feed it good food instead of I have to eat that and I can't eat that because then I won't lose the five pounds I want to lose or whatever it is. So be what it is that you want and then the action comes from that. Then all of a sudden it's going to be easier to choose the salad over the burger or it's going to feel easier to to make the decision to move your body because you're excited to do it instead of coming from a low place of I have to do it. And then all of a sudden you will become that person. So it's small micro action steps that come from the high vibration place of how you want to feel. So that's a quick snippet of how that paradigm works. And I, I fully suggest that you really think about what that is and how it feels for you and applies and, um, go for it. And in all of this, and this, this goes with the energy piece and that's how I function in in life more and more that it's all energy and we really have to be in tune with where our energy is and how it's flowing and what vibration we're, what frequency we're at and what we're putting off out there. And it's so important to come from a place of love and compassion for yourself and what you're doing and to constantly check back in with that. You know, are you finding that you're judgmental? Are you finding judgmental to, towards yourself, towards others, towards your home, towards your work? Um, really find space for love and compassion to lead you through all of these areas, even the challenges, even the shadows that we face in our lives, because ultimately that is of the highest vibration. And that's truly going to lead you 
to a life of joy and happiness and gratitude and your purpose. And this idea really, really, really hit home for me with a movie I watched over break. And it, um, I think it was called Before I Fall. It, and I don't, I found it on Amazon Prime, so I don't even know, I don't know like where, I've never seen a preview or anything. I'm not a big TV watcher, so this is very random for me to throw on this movie. And it's basically a movie, it's kind of like a Groundhog's Day. So it's this teenage girl, popular, if, you, if you've ever seen the movie Mean Girls, it's the typical four-girl group. And um, this is like the nice girl in, in the group. But it shows her on her last day of life, where um, very typical morning routine of blowing off her parents. She has a much younger little sister that she yells at for touching her stuff, goes to school. They're the cool girls in school, so they, they're nasty to other people. And she has the boyfriend that everybody wants, and then they go to a party and... um and a, a girl that is, uh, you know, the on the lower of the totem pole in popularity um, ends up uh, committing suicide at the end of the, the night by jumping in front of these girls' car, the, the car of the, these four girls were in. And um, it was really startling to see because it, it just, you're in the car with them as they hit this girl. And instantly this this main character wakes up again the next morning the same to relive the same day so she goes through over and over and over trying to figure out like why do i keep waking up trying to avoid the accident so that she doesn't die and thinking that she does that that she'll get out of this repetition of waking up on the same day and it happens so many times she then lives um she decides to live the day super rebellious like with her clothing and her makeup and, um, being nasty and just speaking her mind in a very negative way to everybody. Um, and you know, it was just so fascinating to watch. And then she had this epiphany of, I know what I need to do. And she wakes up and she's so kind and loving to her family. And, um, so appreciative and it wasn't uh this actress was really good because it didn't come off in a way of um it was just so genuine and authentic that you could feel how much love she had for her family and appreciation and um stopping to say hi to them and um you know have a cup of coffee with them or something like that in the morning and being so sweet to her little sister and really stopping and hearing her and seeing her and doing the same with everybody she came across and her friends and to those who were nasty and mean and had insecurities, instead of being triggered by them, she found so much love and compassion for these people. So if you can think of all the stereotypical roles in high school, how she really connected with all of these different people and found such true authentic connections, even in a blip, in a, in a single second of an interaction, was able to send love and compassion to all of these different people. And then in the end, she um, ran after this girl because now she knew the routine of this girl running to commit suicide by jumping in front of a car. And she runs 
to follow her and begs her not to do it. And, and, you know, begs like, please, you don't understand life will get better. Don't do this. And the girl's like, it's too late. And she goes to run out in front of the car. And this girl, the main character pushes her out and, um, saves her by getting hit by the car herself. And that's how her life ends. And, um, it was just really, it was just one of those movies that's so dramatic. Um, it's the drama of it really hit me because, um, it ends with the girl she saved hovering over her body in the street and saying, you saved me. And then it, it goes, the movie, um, then goes to a, a shot of the girl, the main character saying, no, you saved me. And it was so beautiful to me because while it's so devastating to see a young life cut short like that, she lived, she lived this day over and over and over and over again, and ultimately understood the value of her life and the worth of it and was able to feel all of those feelings that she craved and connections and the joy and her purpose in life was to do that for all of these people and to save this other girl. So she ended her life feeling grateful and happy and, and like she lived her purpose. So of course the movie ends and I'm sobbing (laughs) and I'm trying, no, 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 I don't right away. I'm sitting there and I, I look at my husband and I was like, that really, that really hit me. And then my lip starts to do the quiver, like the bottom lip and he commented, he's like, yeah, that, that really makes you think. And then I just lost it because it really makes me think about how many days I truly take for granted that I'm nasty to the kids. Like, come on, get your shoes. And like how you just snap at them or, or my husband comes home and I like, Hey babe, what's up? And walk past them and keep doing what I'm doing and not really stopping and seeing him and hugging him and, Um, how many times I'm sitting with my laptop answering emails or doing work and my kids are saying, mom, can you, can you play Peppa with me? And I say in a minute, in a minute, in a minute. And I never, that minute never comes. It's like, okay, well now it's time to do this. And, oh gosh, just like how we, we really live going through the motions and missing the love and compassion and presence that is truly what's going to fulfill you in your life, right? That, you know, we're constantly chasing the, let me finish this work real quick and let me, now I have to go prep dinner and I let me fold these clothes and then I'll sit and play with you. My daughter is going to be six years old in March. I, don't, I have no idea where that time has gone. And uh, I know that she'll be 15 in the blink of an eye and I will beg for the day. <laughs> oh, beg for a day for her to ask me to play Peppa. <laughs> and why I didn't take those opportunities when she asked me. <laughs> so spend your year with intention and know that it's okay if you have a bad day. And remind yourself it's not a bad day. It's a growing day. And you get to live tomorrow again, God willing. So do it differently. And learn from the day before. And choose to live with love and compassion. 
Take the opportunities to be present and see the people in front of you, regardless of any flaws that they may have or any judgment or negativity that they may have. Send them that love and compassion because you could change someone's life without knowing it. Whether it's your child's by sitting and playing with them or your significant other's by stopping and greeting them when they come home from work or a stranger that you pass by knowing that you see them. You just never know. So I also give you permission to reset that you don't need the first of the year to change your life. You don't need the first of the year to decide to live healthier, to manage your money better, to spend more time with your kids, to change your career, to pay more attention to your career, to live a life of passion and purpose. You don't need January 1st to do that. You don't need a Monday to do that. You don't need the first of a month to do that. Tomorrow, tonight is okay. That you can take that reset to remember what you're supposed to do with your hands and your body, like my my sweet little four-year-old son, that you can do at any time, and I give you permission to do that. And if your January 1st wasn't perfect, and even if your first week wasn't perfect or your first month doesn't end up being perfect, that's okay. It does not mean that the rest of your year is going to be the same way. And know that your mind is powerful and it will create your reality. So watch how you're thinking, watch what your intentions are, and know that that's the life that you're going to create in front of you. So make them good ones, full of love and compassion and gratitude. And I promise that that's the life that you will end up living. Ah, So after an emotional first episode, I hope everyone has had a wonderful new year and is off to a wonderful start whether it's days of growth and um, opportunities to grow with challenges or smooth, aligned flow, wherever you are, I hope it's been phenomenal. And uh, please, oh, please come on over to my free Facebook group called Same Boat Huddle. The link is in the comments. I love all the new women who join us and all the women who've been there from the beginning, the middle, to the present. It's just, um, my happy place truly. <clears throat> and you can follow me on Instagram at photog Aaron J. I share all of my work and my Insta stories are full of real life. If you want to get to know me, so head over there. And I think that's it for now. And of course, as always, I appreciate any reviews, uh, as those five-star reviews with written reviews get me into the ears of women who could really use my words um, and our community. So I appreciate it so much. Thank you for listening once again. Happy 2019. And I will talk to everyone so soon. Take care. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Ah, oh, doesn't that fit this episode so well today? <laughs> okay. Have a good one, everyone. <laughs>